This is realestateinvestingmastery.com. Hey everybody, how's everything going? It's Joe McCall and Alex Youngblood here with you. And I'm Alex. You're Alex and I'm Joe. How are you doing, man? And today is opposite day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, things are good. Things are good. I'm excited about this call today. Awesome. Uh, b- before we get into the call, I want to remind everybody to go ahead to realestateinvestingmastery.com and check out the special bonuses that we have waiting for you. It's like an early Christmas present if you have not checked it out. Yes. It's our fast cash survival kit as well as, um, uh, well, basically it breaks down to making fast cash and we show you how to make fast cash wholesaling lease options, how to do transitional wholesaling, and even a little breakdown into how I use VAs to run my business and how that works very, very well. And you can pretty much just pick that up, listen to it, and just go out and do it. Isn't that right, Joe? Well, yeah. And I think the most valuable video on there is the part about marketing because, and I've said this a hundred times, you're not in the real estate business. You're in the sales and marketing business. In fact, we should probably call this the sales marketing mastery real estate investing podcast. <laughs> I don't know if that hey, would work. We also give away your spreadsheet, don't we, Joe? The, yeah. Your super duper spreadsheet where you say, I want to make a million dollars and that spreadsheet will show you exactly how to make a million dollars. Well, and how much money to spend in marketing. Really. That's right. That's right. And you know, it's just using the laws of averages and, and figuring out well if, it, if your average response rate for postcards is maybe 3% and your average response rate for... Um, uh, yellow letters is eight to ten percent or whatever, and they cost this much because you know postcards are cheaper than yellow letters. Um, and then you do Craigslist marketing, and you can add in internet marketing and things like that. Well, if you spend two thousand, three thousand dollars a month on marketing, you should make some kind of money back in return. You and, would think, right? <laughs> and and we even look at okay, well, let's say you have to talk to twenty five sellers to get one deal. But you can adjust all those numbers. Let's say you have really poor English and you need to change it to 50 sellers before you get one deal under contract. Well, it'll tell you how much you'll make. Um, I'm a fan of the spreadsheet. Yeah, I like spreadsheets. And if anything, it just helps you think about, well, okay, if I want to make $100,000 a year, all right, well, you need to break that down. That's not something you can control, right? You need to break that down. Well, that's eight or nine thousand dollars a month. That's one or two deals. So let's say that's two. Let's say you only sell half of the houses you get under contract to be conservative. So you got to get four houses under contract. Well, if you need to talk to twenty sellers to get one house under contract, that means you need to talk to eighty sellers. Well, that's what three or four a day. How are you going to get three to four sellers a day to call you on average? And that's what's important. That's what you can control. Right, you can control how much, po- how many postcards, how many letters, how much internet marketing you're doing, all that good stuff. And um, that's right. That's, that's what right. you need to focus on because leads are the lifeblood of your business, and that's why I think that bonus is the most important one. But uh, Joe, you are the spread spreadsheet king. You could, um, you could <laughs> even break down uh, now. Now I, I'm, I don't know if I'm <clears throat> getting ahead of myself here a little bit, but let's say you wanted to lose like. 150 pounds. You could break that down onto a spreadsheet, Joe, and somebody could lose 150 pounds. Let's say you wanted to have, um, well, now that'd be a little crazy. I'm, I'm getting crazy here, but yeah, you could put anything on a spreadsheet. Oh, yeah, Joe, yeah. Joe will make it, Joe will show you how to do it via spreadsheet. I used to, my background in civil engineering, I went to Iowa and he, State he University. whips these things out like in three seconds. I'm like, holy cow, wow, I, I, I'm, we're doing a screen share. It's like, whoa, this spreadsheet just like with all these colors and formulas and all this stuff has appeared right before my face. And I'm just like, wow. You know what's cool? Let me tell the you something. Spreadsheet king. I'm building a spreadsheet right now for my VA. I'm going to start bidding on some HUDs. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to start bidding on like 20 to 30 HUDs a day. And I got the system figured out, and I've already got the spreadsheet where my VA can go in, and I'm going to be bidding on different HUDs in different markets. 
Um, well, stay stay out of uh, Virginia and North Carolina. I'm actually closing on a on a North Carolina HUD today. I'm not going to make a ton of money, but yeah, you know, some money better than no money, right? Well, yeah. Here's the thing, though. I want to automate this thing, right? I'm, I believe the three keys to success in investing in real estate are one, marketing, two, automation, and three, delegation. Marketing, automation, and delegation. And uh, if you get your marketing systems going. You need to find a way to automate your systems. And once your systems are automated, you need to delegate them so somebody else can do them. So you can only focus on what's most important, what brings you the best return on your time, which is talking to sellers, right? And meeting sellers, making offers. Absolutely. I mean, that's so huge. And I, I kind of almost um, have come up with a little term to, um, to, to name that being the franchise model. You know, you got to yeah. take each one of your little marketing schemes and turn them into a little franchise that can run on its own. Yeah. So that way you can have all these little marketing schemes running and all by themselves and then all of a sudden, wow, where did that deal come from? Well, it came from my marketing scheme over here for uh, evictions. Well, it came over from my marketing scheme for bankruptcy. It came from my marketing scheme for absentee homeowners. Mm -hmm. And you've got all these little things coming at you and if you're not the one that needs to make them run, then that's the key. You see, your your role is to make it run by pushing the person that you have make it run. Yeah. <laughs> so you become a manager at that point. But uh, when you can no, get somebody, huge. you can get somebody to do that for you for a dollar fifty, two dollars an hour. It's crazy. I just put a. Um, I'm just gonna start getting into a little bit of some eviction marketing, and um, I put out a request on Odesk, and I'm like. Oh, the, the 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 requests have not stopped for people looking for work. I have people as cheap as fifty seven cents an hour, and then I have people as crazy up in the you know five six dollars an hour for this type of thing. So, now, what are you doing? Having them do? Uh, they got to go to my courthouse uh, website yeah. and sit there and have their eyes bleed on the screen <laughs> and look for all the unlawful detainers, and then make sure that these are people that people against a person because I'm not going to mail to an apartment complex that's right. somebody. Um, so looking for people against people and also looking for making sure that these are people that don't own multiple properties because you could, you know, Bob Smith could have 10 properties but I don't think he's going to be selling to you at a discount because he's a professional landlord. Hmm. And here's another awesome thing that I discovered as I was doing this. I was sitting and I was like, wow, look at this. Look at all these landlord. You're looking for landlord buyers. Yeah. Look at this person has like 10, 15 properties. Put them on the list. Try to contact them and put them down as a landlord buyer. There you go. You just found your landlord buyers by searching through the courthouse records for evictions. Bam. I, I just did the same thing <laughs> this last week. I was at our, in Missouri. We have Missouri CaseNet. It's a website. You can go and look in. They have a section for probates and they have a section for civil court, uh, courts and some other stuff. But Yeah, general district usually. So in ours, I, went, I, I, I did a 30-minute video of me walking through and I told my VA to find all of the evictions. And there's other cases in there where a landlord will sue a tenant or a tenant will sue a landlord for different things that aren't eviction. And I told her to pull up those leads. And she's also going in and pulling up divorces. And yep, probates. That's another one. That's and another she, one. She's putting them into Google Docs and she has to do this every week. And every week she'll pull up about 10 to 20, well, actually 20 to 30 leads in probates and about 15 to 20 in divorces. And so I'm just collecting these and I'm going to be sending them all just the same simple We Buy Houses message. I'm not going to say anything like. I'm sorry you hate your wife. I'm sorry for your divorce. <laughs> or I'm sorry you lost your loved one. No, 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 no. It's just, I'm sorry your wife is very annoying. Do you want to sell me your house? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just did a video of, of her training her. And I also created a video for my VA, who, by the way, I pay $500 a month. She's full-time. She works 9 to 5 my time. And nice. uh, she's great. Love her. I found her on virtualstafffinder.com. Nice. Virtualstafffinder.com. But anyway, she's also I created a video for her to go into Missouri, pull up every HUD, and do the research on the HUD for me. In other words, she goes in and she pulls up links from the MLS, from Zillow, from Realtor.com, from different websites. So all I can do, all I need to do is open the spreadsheet and click the links, and it takes me to the property information. 
and it takes me to the comps and I can quickly assess what I'm going to have her start doing next, which I'm really excited about. I'm doing this this week. Um, I'm going to start bidding on HUDs in another market. I'm not going to say where yet. But um, <laughs> I will say this. This market has uh, Redfin.com as access to this market. Have you ever heard of Redfin? Absolutely. I and love, I don't have access in this market for I that. love Redfin. It's basically the MLS for people who aren't realtors. It tells you everything you need to know pretty much almost. So anyway... I'm going to have her go, and you can pull up comps in Redfin, and you could say export it into a spreadsheet. And by the way, Todd, we'll get to you in a second. <laughs> Todd's on the phone waiting. We're getting a little too excited. Dude, we got to start charging for this stuff. We just gave away like, all this information here. I think we better just stop while we're ahead. <laughs> all right, well, I'll stop after. I, I got to finish this because I'm going to get emails. Hey, well, tell me about what happened. <laughs> tell me the rest. All right, so... Basically, I'm having her go in, and, and she's pulling for me. Uh, she's exporting exporting into a spreadsheet um, the five lowest um, active comps and the five lowest sold comps for each house in this market. And then she's putting into the spreadsheet, and she's calculating the average dollar per square foot for the actives and the average dollar per square foot for the solds. And then I'm just calculating, taking the lowest of those numbers, the, either the lower average number, and I'm multiplying that by the square footage of mine, and I'm subtracting five or ten thousand dollars. But anyway, I want a way that I can quickly look at the spreadsheet. And I know you, you don't normally do this when you're making offers, but I'm just going to make. I want to make a hundred offers a week. Nice. Uh, and so I think the only way I could do that, knowing me, is just sh put it all in a spreadsheet. I'll pick spreadsheet. a low number, subtract ten thousand dollars, and submit an offer. And I already have a broker in this other state who's willing to submit these offers for me. So, Good, good, good. Well, Joe, I'm very excited about today's call because Todd Miller, who is our guest, yes. is somebody that uh, is actually uh, one of my partners in one of my different markets. And um, we've, uh, we've made some good money together. Um, we continue to make some good money together. And... Um, it's been uh, it, it's been good, and I, I think uh, I think he would say the same, wouldn't you, Todd? Oh yeah, absolutely. Appreciate <laughs> you guys having me on. Not a problem. Not a problem, man. Well, thanks for being patient with us, Todd. Yeah, <laughs> we went on a rant, <laughs> <laughs> spewing out information, spewing out cash making information. So, Todd, Todd, where are you from? Where do you live right now? Uh, I live in Richmond, Virginia. Cool. And how far away is that from Alex? Uh, we're about two hours apart. All right. Cool. How did you meet Alex? How, well, for, talk about your background. What do um, What did you do while Alex is clicking on the keypad? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at evictions. <laughs> Stop. All right, All right Todd. Uh, what... Uh, what, what did you do pre-real estate days? Um, basically, I worked uh, full-time at a sales job in the truck leasing and rental industry, and I actually still do work full-time with that. Ah, okay. So you lease, what, heavy equipment trucks? Yep, anything from like a small little box truck all the way up to the tractor trailers you see on the road, hauling freight. Cool. And, um, and basically, I, what I wanted to do is, you know, supplement my income because two or three years ago the industry was in a downturn and you know, I wasn't making the money that I wanted to make in life and so I started looking at real estate and got involved in that. What got you and started uh, in, interested in real estate? Was it a book? Um, yeah, Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, ah, or not. Nice. <laughs> common, common theme for a lot of people. Surprise, surprise. Yep, it's a great I, book. I think that'll go down as one of the books, you know, you look back 50 years from now and one of the most, um, um, I don't know what you'd say, monumental historic books that had the biggest impact mm -hmm. on our economy. Yep. Yep. All right, interesting. So, one of them, so what about that book interests you in real estate? Just uh, basically, you know, thinking of how how he breaks the quadrants down and what quadrants you're in. And I've always wanted to own my own business and do my own thing. It's always been one of my goals. So, you know, I just started taking steps to do that. I actually ended up going to one of his um, 
weekend seminars that I paid like 500 bucks to go to, and that's where they hit you up for the $25,000 uh, mentoring program. But, you know, I opted not to do that at the time <laughs> because I figured I can do this. I can do this on my own, and I can do it a lot cheaper than $25,000. So. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Although, and that's kind of where, where everything got started from that. So, but it was a great motivator to get me going and saying, hey, I can do this. We we do believe in education and coaching, and we're not knocking oh, yeah. the Rich Dad organization. Absolutely. They uh, they do have very good education, and uh, a lot of people I know um, have invested with them and, and are doing well. And, and honestly, we know a lot of people that aren't doing well after spending a lot of yep. money on coaching. It's real important. Before you invest any money in that kind of a coaching program, you have the mental attitude, I guess you'd say, that you're going to actually do something with what they teach you, right? You're not. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So you. That was one of my keys too. So I, you know, I just had the, the never say die attitude is something that I wanted to do and, and was going to make work no matter what. So, and that's like you're saying, you pretty much have to have that attitude to make it work. Oh yeah. You have to take bold, decisive, massive action. You have to be a massive action taker, and you have to be quick to implement what you learn. So it sounds like that's what happened to you. Yes, yep. Awesome. All right, so you read his book, and then what? What happened after that? Um, basically, I came back home and was like, man, I really want to do this, and trying to figure out how I could, could get it going, and just basically started researching on the internet and you know one of the things they talked about at, at the the boot camp was going to local RIA meetings so I went to uh, one of the local RIA groups and met uh, a local guy that was pretty successful doing wholesaling at the time and kind of started he took Who was that his a little bit too Greg Butler Greg ah, Bryan. yes Greg so we just basically started driving around town, driving for dollars, you know, writing down abandoned house numbers and going back on, getting online and researching the owners and just making calls off of that, doing everything myself by hand. So, so a you, lot of manual labor. You would call them, involved. right? You would call them? Yep. Cool. Yep, I would call them. Yep. So, would you say your house looks and, busted and I want to buy it? Yeah, pretty much. Just uh, <laughs> noticed your, your house was in uh, kind of beat up shape and we're local investors and just looking to see if you might have an interest in selling your house you know that's so brilliant just picking up the phone and calling sellers yeah. i didn't think that worked <laughs> i did it the other no, day actually <laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't work all you people on the phone or on the line don't 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 try that <laughs> i mean <laughs> we, tr we, anyway. we make it so difficult man i mean we have to Send them a yellow letter, and then nothing's wrong with that. But do both. Send them the yellow letter yep. and pick up the phone and call them. It really is Absolutely. the fastest way to a lead. It really is. Yeah. Yep. Well, good for you, man. So then, um, you started doing a couple deals on your own, or were you partnering with this guy? Uh, basically partnering with with the guy that took me under his wing. So, and it it, it took a while. I mean, I was probably out there doing it for. Shoot, I would say almost nine months before I even did my first deal. So wow. you, know, you go through all the ups and downs of man, will this work? And and when I got started, I I took my four hundred one k out of my previous employer and started my business with that. So and uh, that didn't make my wife too happy. So <laughs> she had a lot of doubts <laughs> and a lot of questions. So I had no choice to make it work. So I was not going to quit until it started to work. And then, you know, did one little deal with him. And then I uh, met Alex, and we started to partner together. And, you know, we've become very successful at what we do here. So so you were nine months driving for dollars. Was this like a couple times a week you'd go out and drive around? Well, I'm in sales, so I'm always driving around town. So okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty easy for me to to drive through a neighborhood, you know, while I go and make a, a truck call or something like that, and just write down a abandoned house or you know a house that's for sale, you know, and just follow up on it later that night when I get back. So you were doing this for nine months before you got your first deal. Is that correct? That is correct. Wow. Now that's persistence. Yep. That's cool. Like I said, I had no choice. <laughs> I'd already spent the money, so I wasn't going to waste it. <laughs> cool. So then um, 
tell me about the first deal. What was it like? Um, it was like uh, a abandoned duplex. It's old and decrepit in a pretty bad part of town of Richmond. And, you know, luckily the guys that I was partnering with at the time were, were established investors, so they had their buyers list built up, you know, pretty good. And they were able to, you know, flip it for a small profit. And then I think I got like a $1,000 finder fee out of it. Okay. I bet that felt pretty nice, 1000 bucks. Yeah, it was, it was a, I'd say it gets a relief to have some money coming back in instead of having money going out. So that was nice. So then you met Alex and everything fell apart. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Cool. So um, you've been driving for dollars and you thought maybe there's a better way to get seller leads. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but. Right. Um, so talk about what happened after you met uh, Mr. Alex. Yeah, uh, we met Alex through an affiliate program called 1-800-SELL-FAST. I was looking to, you know, obviously getting tired of driving around town and doing all the work, so I figured I'd try to let the Internet do the work for me. And uh, that's kind of how me and Alex met. He was an affiliate at the time, so was I. And I think we've both since not become affiliates anymore because um, we found <laughs> we could do it cheaper cheaper on our own. So yeah, and just as successful. So. Met him and we uh, drove. Actually, was out at the uh, the beach, doing some uh, sales in the job that I have, and like, st- we stopped and had some dinner and talked. And he got me, basically got me going. So I said we could, hey, we could partner on stuff, and that's kind of what we've done. And I think the the first deal we did was maybe I don't know, two a month to two months later, and we made eight grand on that first house together. So what'd you guys start doing? I mean, Alex, talk about um, your marketing. What do you guys do together? We just sent out uh, absentee homeowner postcards and free and clear postcards. Basically, what I was doing, what I am doing in this market, I said, well, if I have somebody that is as bright and motivated as Todd Miller, I can definitely make this work up in the Richmond market. So that's uh, that's kind of the approach I took. Was this uh, the uh, first time you'd branched out into another market? That was the first time. Yep. Cool. That was the first time I did that. So and yeah, we made a we made a nice small deal. But uh, Todd, what's the biggest deal you and I did together? Do you remember that number? Yeah, we made a uh, thirty-five thousand dollars assignment on uh, our uh, Reddington property. Was it thirty-five? I thought it was maybe forty something. I think it was. Maybe it was like thirty-eight. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good one. <laughs> nice. And we got that from direct mail. Yep. Very nice. Are you guys still doing any of that, any marketing with the uh, sell now or sell no. casting? No. 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 So what what percent of your deals come from direct mail? Uh, I would say almost, probably 95% probably. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, so you guys are sending the direct mail. This is about two hours away, this market is, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. And so then um, how does it work, Alex? Do you still have your VA return the calls from sellers? Now, we first, when we first started, we didn't have a VA, did we, Todd? No, we did not. That was a nightmare. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was bad. We had like calls coming in like crazy, and we were both trying to go through them, and he had his papers, and... All this, you know, paper leads with paper, you know, papers with leads on them, and it was a very big unorganized mess. Yeah. But then we got Freedom Soft, and then I got the VA, and then we plugged him into the system. Uh, it was night and day difference. Very oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. By the way, guys, if you don't, if you haven't, get, go to those fast cash bonus that we have in the realestateinvestingmastery.com. And we have a whole hour-long interview with Alex where we talk about how he does his business and ads outsourcing and how he does his marketing and how he uses his virtual assistant. So you get a bunch more information about that. But very cool. So now you guys are um, you're doing you're still doing a bunch of direct mail. Uh, um, your VA is returning the seller calls and getting some more information, making a soft pass offer, or finding out what the seller wants. And then if it's a, if it looks like a deal, you uh, Todd, you go and meet the seller. Is that what happens next? Right. Yep. I'll go out and talk to them and basically 
our VA gives them a, a ballpark figure, and then I will pretty much always go down and try to knock it down even more than that, <laughs> <laughs> trying to find that, that golden deal. Right. And so um, how many sellers do you go and meet with a week on average, would you say? Um, it's kind of hit or miss. I mean, we, we do about one mailing a month right now on average, and okay, you know, we'll we'll probably get I don't know four to five hundred calls off of our mailers, and then you know I'll probably go out and see I don't know anywhere from ten on the low side to maybe thirty on the high side. Beautiful. Over so, the month, you know, it's kind of we kind of spread it out a little bit. So, so you go see ten to thirty sellers a month on average. <laughs> And that's, I mean, how many how many postcards are you sending, Alex? Do you have any idea? Yeah, about five thousand. So five thousand postcards a month on average. Let me get my spreadsheet out. Oh. <laughs> now I met my calculator. Um, it's, I always like I like knowing the numbers, the averages. So if you're sending out five thousand postcards and you're meeting with an average of let's say thirty sellers a month, right? Uh, I mean, that's on a really good month. I, I would probably say maybe 20. Okay. 20 yeah. divided by 5,000 postcards. So you're, that's a 0.4% um, conversion of sellers that you're actually meeting with. Now, that is a great number. <laughs> I love it. That's not response rate. That's not the percent of people who call you back. Right, that's percent of people that are in the ballpark of what you're looking for, and you're going to go actually out and meet them, which is fantastic. Yep. So if you if you know that number, 0.4 percent, if you want to talk to, if you want to go out and meet 30 sellers a month, you take 30 divided by 0.004. You need to send out 7,500 postcards a month approximately to get 30 sellers who are going to be in the ballpark of what you're looking for to wholesale a deal. Does that sound about right? Yep. About right. Love it. It's just numbers, man. It's just marketing. It's all about marketing. And so if you're going to meet with 20 sellers a month, you're probably going to get a deal or two out of that, right? Yep. Yeah. We're averaging about one to two deals a month right now, pretty much. Nice. Okay, so what happens when you meet the seller? What do you, what do you normally? What is, what's your routine? What do you go through? Um, I pretty much try to feel them out. The first thing I do, you know, if, if they're kind of country, you know, I, I, I want to be kind of country. You know, if they're fast paced, I want to be fast paced and get, get through there and you know get on with my day. Just kind of you know just see what they're like and try to to uh, tend to their needs, I guess. Good. Best way to put it. Don't, don't be phony in any way, shape, or form. But you know, you always want to try to relate to the person that you're meeting with. So, and then based upon the situation that they're in, you know, obviously show them some some sympathy because a lot of the sellers are going through some sort of situation. So. Yeah. And then just you know, just walk around the house with them and point out the the things that we would need to fix. And basically, at the end, I've got my piece of paper that I have with all the repairs on it and I show it to them and I say here here's our repairs and here's our format formula that we use and and this would be my cash offer so. now how do you guys determine your cash offers um, we're not well, giving away makes, we're not giving away too much information are we Alex nah it's pretty it's pretty <laughs> standard the VA uses I think 70 cents on the dollar yep. for the cash offer he goes off of the assessment but a lot of times here in town, the obviously the value is less than the assessment. Yeah. So um, that's kind of how I get them for a price drop right away. And I'm I'm pretty much using sixty to sixty-five cents in the bad areas of town, and then sixty-five to seventy cents on the dollar in the in the better areas. Okay. Because we know we can sell, you know, the good areas we can sell close to eighty cents on the dollar, and you know the bad areas you got to sell it, you know, sixty to sixty-five cents on the dollar. So. So you find what you feel is the fair market value after repairs, mm -hmm. and then you subtract, you multiply by 55, 65%, and then you subtract yep. repairs from that. Right. So you basically... When our VA does it, we, we, just, we just typically use $30,000 in repairs for right. every house. Cause Good. That's, that's kind of average for our market here. I know 
some of the smaller markets, it's a lot, but for here, that's pretty much what most of them need. And then, um, so you, you show the seller your estimate for repairs. Yep. And you kind of justify your numbers. Mm-hmm. And um, so how does that work? Do you say, well, look, if this house is worth 100000 fixed up, we have to knock off 30%, so that's 70000 and it's going to cost yep. us about, um, you know, twenty-five thousand dollars in repairs. So we need to be in at what is that, forty-five thousand dollars? And then right. do you subtract off that number any kind of profit or fee? Or is that just what you? No, showed we've them? already built it. We've already built it into that. So okay, based upon what you know, we know what we can sell them for. So I mean, that's the key to what we do is you, you got to know the market. Uh-huh. And you got to know your know your know your buyers. So. Well, yeah, yeah a really good buyers list. And, so and I assume work. when you're looking at these houses before you go out and meet them, you're looking at comps and you're looking to see what other investors are buying houses for in that in that area, right? Correct. So yep. you're looking at actives and solds, and yep. you know, well, if I see a bunch of investors buying houses here for sixty, and there's a bunch of actives for seventy, so I need yep. to sell mine for sixty, and I need to be then I need to be a fifty. So you you know right. that going in, correct? Awesome. So do you make an offer right there on the spot? Um, for the most part, I do. Sometimes I don't. When I'm not too sure about it, or I want to double check on some stuff, I'll tell them, you know, hey, let me do some research tonight, and I'll call you back in in the morning with an offer. So, all right. Yep. But pretty much for the most part, we're giving them a cash offer on site, and it's. You know, sometimes, hey, you're crazy. There's no way I'll do that. <laughs> Other times, you know, they're, they're jumping to sign the piece of paper and get their money. So, Do you ever put them into a follow-up system to, to call them again a month, two months later? Yeah, we do that, yep, with the virtual system. That's really important. I mean, yep. have you ever gotten deals from your follow-up list? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All the yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Remember the one on Telstar we did, Alex? What, that, that was like, what, a year later? Which one? On Telstar, a year, year and a half oh, later. Oh, yeah, that, that was a nightmare. But, yeah, that was about a year later. <laughs> well, that, um, I, I can't tell you how important a follow-up list is. Yeah. Um, I think you'll find that uh, 25 to 50% of your deals will come from your follow-up list if you aggressively follow up with them. You know, sometimes sellers just need some time to cook. Absolutely. Cool. And a lot of times their situations get get worse and they don't get better. They think they will, but or they think they can get a, a higher value that their house is worth more, and then they come to the realization that it's not. So. All right. So your VA follows up with them, um, month, two months later, and keeps on following up with them, right? Correct. Yep. And the cool thing about FreedomSoft is it makes that so easy. You know, there's a little tab for tasks. And you just put in there, follow up with this seller in one month. And on, when that day comes along, it pops up a reminder. You get an email, and it pops up on your dashboard. And you call the guy. Very cool. Pretty simple. Keep it simple, stupid. All right, so now you're still working full-time job. Is that right, Todd? Correct, yep. And how many deals full-time. have you done? Al- you and Alex done in the last couple of years? Um, me and Alex probably have done about, I'd say, 35 to 40 deals together. And then I've done, I've done probably another 10 to 15 on my own bidding on, uh, foreclosures. So are you bidding on these foreclosures at the auction? Nope. Nope. I've got a realtor that we use and he's actually one of our buyers as well. And, uh, just basically submit offers through him. So he loves it because you know he's picking up another deal or two with us every month. Sweet. He gets paid on. So. So you're making offers on REOs. Yeah. And um, these are bank-owned foreclosures that are on the MLS. These aren't HUDs. These are just bank-owned foreclosures. No, some are HUDs. They're, they're everything. Some are HUDs. Some are Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and it's all various. Okay. I just closed on one yesterday that was a Bank of America foreclosure. So. And you're, are you wholesaling these deals or buying them and holding yep. them? Yeah, we're wholesaling them. Some, for the most part, wholesaling them. We, I have started doing some rehabs as well. 
I me and Alex just did our first rehab, and then I I did uh, another rehab right after that that I'm still working on right now on my own. So. Well, let's talk a little bit about these um, these REOs that you're bidding on, these bank-owned foreclosures. Um, sure. You're, you're submitting some of them, like with HUD's, what, with the HUD homes, your broker or your realtor actually submits a bid online, right? There's no contract that you have Correct. to submit. But if it's a bank-owned right, foreclosure, yeah. you submit an actual contract and you send it to the listing agent mm-hmm. or something, right? All right. So yep. how are you? How are you wholesaling these things? Are you double closing on them using transactional yeah, funding? Double. Yeah, you have to double close on all of them when they're foreclosures. So all some right. of them I pick up. They're just motivated sellers on the MLS, and and I can assign those. But for uh-huh. the most part, when I pick them up, yeah, we're doing double closing. So you have a title company that uh, works with you and helps you with those. Mm-hmm. So you can actually do double closings. Actually, can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. So, um, and then, are you are you using your buyers, your end buyers' funds to to close the deal? Yes. Yep. Good grief! You know, I, I just I, I get so tired of hearing people say, oh, "I can't do that." They won't let me do that, or my title company says I can't do that. Now, I've talked to find everybody. Find a different title company and find a different attorney. That's yeah. my advice. Oh, geez. There's people out there that do it. Yeah. People will tell me. I've talked to every title company out there, and they'll say, I can't do this, or I can't do that. Do you ever hear that, Alex? Some will, some won't, so what? Who's next? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, no. There's a rare occasion they'll want you to own it sometimes. They want you to own it for a day or, or this, you know, a day or so. And that's this fine. one with HUD, yeah. this one I'm doing with HUD in North Carolina, they won't let me... Um, they they won't let me do it, so I actually have to wire the money down there, and then they'll you know wire it back. And it is a double yep, closing, yep. but I can't use the end funds on that one. Now, who yep. is that because of the HUD's title company or because of the your title I, company? That's HUD. Using? I think HUD is being funny for some reason. Okay. But but if it's being wired from your title company, your own title company, where you live, how do they hmm. know where the money's coming from? Um, I think the title company, um, well, it's not, it's coming from me, my direct bank account. All right. So I'm actually sending them the money from my account and then they're sending it back, you know, plus the extra money from the assignment fee or whatever it is. So even if you have to use transactional funding, you have to Mm -hmm. pay for that, but you just build that into your offer, right? Correct. Yep. So if you had to use, if you didn't have your own cash you and you had to use transactional funding, you know, that's a couple thousand dollars you may have to subtract from your fee. But again, that's money you wouldn't have had otherwise, right? That's right. Very cool. That's why I'm not, I'm doing the Alex Youngblood transactional funding. <laughs> well, yeah, certainly. If you can, if you can do your own money to, because you're only out of it for what, 24 hours? Yeah. yeah, probably just about that. Cool. Very cool. All right, so um, you've done about 50 deals, Todd, in the last couple years. Yep. And um, what? Uh, and you're still working full-time. Why is that? Because uh, i got a really good job, and I make some pretty good money at the full-time job, so it's kind of hard for me to, to quit the full-time. Plus, you know, you have benefits with full-time health insurance and all that. And- yeah. Being an investor, I'd have to pay for all that myself. So, all right. So you work for a company that does uh, leasing of trucks, truck leasing. Yep. And it sounds like you have a lot of freedom too. You can drive around and yeah, it's, you know, it's sales. So I'm pretty much driving around, setting my own schedule. I work for my house a lot too. Okay. With that, so it makes it easier if I've got to, you know, stop for five or ten minutes and make a call on the house or call a seller. I told told you know told him I would call him, so it just makes it pretty easy. There's a guy I know um, in Alabama. We interviewed him for our, our um, the HUD product I did with Sean Terry from Flip2 Freedom, and his name is uh, Mr. X. But uh, he's actually a full-time pharmacist, and he loves his job. He loves working with the people, and uh, he mm-hmm. only spends about five, ten hours a week in real estate, but he made over $100,000 in the last four months. And yep. you think, man, why you're crazy? Why do you want to keep your job? And he just says, well, you know, I like it, 
and I can do real estate. He's got the systems down. Right. And, um, well, because there's a difference between replacing your income, you know. Mm-hmm. You'll, if you just replaced your income, are people happy with that? Or will leaving the job, my situation that I was in, I had a, I was um, still my own boss, quote unquote, had my own company, quote unquote, but uh, the time I had put into it was so demanding that, you know, when I, when I left it, it quadrupled my income. <laughs> yeah. You know? And that may be harder for Todd to do. I don't know how much money you make, but cool. Good for you, man. Todd, what advice would you give to beginners, to people who um, just getting started, want to be involved, do real estate, do deals? What kind of advice would you give them? Um, I mean, I guess first piece of advice I'd say is, you know, it does work no, no matter what people say. You know, there's a lot of naysayers out there, and if and if you're around those types of people, is to get as far away from them as possible. Huh. You know, just try to hang out with like-minded individuals. That's pretty key to you know keeping yourself up. Obviously, it took me nine months to do you know my first deal, and you know I wanted to quit probably three or four times during that first nine months. And uh, but you know just stuck through it and persevere. You got to have that attitude, and uh, you know just basically take action you know if you're out there taking action doing the things you need to be doing it's stuff's gonna happen and if you're not sure what to do then try to try to find a mentor like i did you know partner up with the people that that are doing deals and and just work something out obviously me and alex have a have an agreement and it works well for me because i do have a full-time job and i can do this part-time and so can they yeah, but uh, you know the other key is just having the, the system set up because if we hadn't set up with Freedom Soft and a virtual assistant and all that, I seriously doubt I'd still be doing it because it's it was very very time consuming. The other way we were doing it. Oh, that's good. And we make we make more money the way we do it now than we ever would have the, the other way. So and it's outsourced and we pay people to do it. So you know we we talk a lot about Freedom Soft on this podcast because we use it and. Uh, we do have uh, we do recommend it to people, and if you go to realestateinvestingmastery.com and go to the resources tab, right there on the main menu is resources. Uh, you'll see a link where you can get more information about FreedomSoft. So definitely check that out. It's uh, it's a great tool we use all the time. I have my VAs right now, Alex, that are actually putting in. I get a couple different internet marketing leads uh, sources, different couple in different internet sources for leads. And they're putting in about five to fifteen leads every day into FreedomSoft, and um, they're just putting everything in there, whether it's a deal or not. And then we're marking them as either follow up or dead or. That's the best way. I mean, uh, other than that, stuff falls through the cracks. Oh yeah, and you look at this thing, and it's just wow. We get this many leads, but then you code it. You know, you can put them in groups. You uh, you, you color code it, and you can you can set different priorities in it. So then you can see, when you're looking at it, you can filter out all of the junk and look at the hot leads and decide what to do and take action on those. I'm even doing traditional wholesaling leads in there and wholesaling lease option leads. They go in there and uh, keep track of that. I meet with my my main uh, marketing partner twice a week, and uh, we review that. Cool. All right, so uh, Todd... One other question, then we'll let you go here. Um, if you were dropped into a, a, another city on the other part of the country, you didn't know anybody, and you only had a little bit of money, um, and you had to fend for yourself and, and, and start making money in real estate, what would you do? Wow. Um probably just, you know, try to get system set up like we have it currently i mean you, you obviously okay. you don't forget how to do stuff like that once you do it once it's it gets easier and easier to do so you know i would basically just get set back up again with with vas and you know do the mailers the same way we've been doing them here and and just get started you know the same way we kind of systematize everything here so so you'd start sending postcards yep Start to, sending postcards. I, I would go to the, the local RIA meetings as well and network with uh, 
you know, like-minded individuals and, you know, try to find as many landlord buyers and people that would actually buy the properties as possible. Yeah. And just, you know, start start learning that market because, I mean, you can't really do deals if you don't know the market. So. Good. So you'd start sending postcards to absentee owners, is that right? Yep. And um, you would get FreedomSoft or something like that to start tracking your leads? Yep. And you get would you get a VA first off to answer oh, the yeah. calls? Oh, yeah. Okay. That would be the first thing I would do, would be get set up with the VA. <laughs> you know, I always... I do not want to be making the calls. I always say this. Your ability to make money is your only job security. Yep. Right? Because if you were to lose your job or let's say you, you were forced to... Let's say you got relocated somewhere. They offered you a real sweet package. You moved your whole family out there, and then they fired you a week later. You know? Mm-hmm. What would you do? And, and this happens to people all the time. And yep. that's why I believe education is so important. And, and doing understanding these fast cash strategies that we talk about on this podcast, that's why it's so important. Because if that ever happened to somebody out there, they better know, they better have a plan B. You know, they better have a way that they can pull up their pull up their bootstraps or whatever you call it, and start making money quickly in real estate. And I don't I don't think there's a better way to make fast cash in this economy in this market in the United States than wholesaling properties. It's just it's just that simple. Would yep, you? It's the fastest fastest and easiest way to do real estate right now. That's for sure. All right, good. Well, we sure appreciate, Todd, you um, hanging out with us and, and uh, sharing with us your wisdom and advice. And Anything else you want to say? Should we part ways here? I mean, just, if, you know, if real estate's something you guys want to do, just have a passion about it and, you know, get out there and take action. Cause if you're not passionate about what you do and you don't take action, nothing's going to happen. So, Awesome. What do you think, Alex? I think it's good stuff. Uh, Todd uh, does, you know, is really, really good in the business. Um, uh, he's the key to uh, the success that we've had up there in the Richmond area. So, um, he, like you said, you know, you got to be passionate about it. Uh, don't give up. Um, even, you know, even after we did our first deal in, in Richmond, um, we still we we had a little bit of a lull before we really hit our stride. But you know, never gave up kept going and uh and you know if if we would have given up we would have uh passed on all the money that we're making up there now so just keep just got to keep going keep trucking and make it happen i think my biggest takeaway is the whole nine months (laughs) sticking with this for nine months man to make it happen (laughs) that is amazing Yep. Well, cool. Listen, I want to uh, acknowledge, we, I forgot to do this at the beginning of the podcast, but I want to acknowledge the people that left us reviews in iTunes because we really appreciate it. Todd is one here. He uh, left a he left a review saying, um, Alex and Joe do an amazing job on teaching on various topics. The podcast is extremely relevant, genuine, and you can take immediate action steps to making money in this business. Keep the episodes coming, guys. Awesome job. Thank you, Todd. And we also got... Um, Brad Ball, he says, this podcast is terrific, mandatory listening. The information Joe McCall and Alex Youngblood and all the people they interview give away for free here is essential for someone starting in their REI business with no cash, no credit, and no experience. It's a great resource in itself, and it is also a springboard for other resources about marketing, contracts, finance, and business automation. Real Estate Investing Mastery is one of the two podcasts I listen to without fail. Thanks to you guys for all the insight, inspiration, and motivation. I love it. Good stuff. I love it. I got one more here for you. Brian, I think, Brian MN, he says, uh, I like the podcast because of the great information, interviews with pros, and that there are two hosts that might not always agree, forgot funny too, or sometimes funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't try to sell you stuff or their guests either, which is nice. If anything, they get you a lot of free info in wholesaling and real estate investing. So keep up the great job, Alex and Joe. Quick House Buyer 1 says, Pure Gold. These podcasts are great. They are very informative. Gurus charge for this info. I'm very happy to have found their stuff. That's awesome. 
please keep the reviews coming, guys. We appreciate that. Um, it helps us climb in the rankings of iTunes, and uh, the more higher we are in the rankings, the more people listen to us, and the more uh, love and cheer we can spread. <laughs> That's right, and we're all about spreading love and cheer. That's right. And money. And money. <laughs> well, happy holidays. This might episode might be released after the holidays, but uh, happy past holidays to everybody out there. And um, we sure enjoy this podcast, and I love talking to guys like Todd who um, are really making it happen. Real guys making real money. Um, it's encouraging. Cool. All right. Pause and silence. We'll, we'll end this episode now. How about we'll that? End it. Yes, that's right. That's so now. It's very, very good episode. Thanks, Todd, All for right. being on the call. I appreciate it. Thanks, Todd. No problem. Just encourage everybody to go out there and get a check. Good. Get a check. Hey, thanks, Alex. All right. Thanks, Joe. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.